We feel the heat all around us. There's always some kind of pressure. We feel like there is no oxygen, consistently feeling hammered. But the outcome is the ultimate weapon. Carly Rockin' in the School of Life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> oh, I love my intro. I hope you love your. I hope you love my intro too. I don't know. I actually get more more compliments on my intro than I do on my show sometimes. But hey, whatever, whatever. As long as people are listening, whatever. <laughs> so here I am. We're ready to go. I got some good stuff for us today, and uh, so we're just going to kind of move forward. We're going to get into some uh, the 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 basics, the things that I have to do. So make sure if you're watching me on YouTube, make sure to hit the like button, the subscribe button, ring the bell, do all the good stuff and uh, continue to keep watching. And if you're listening to me on audio, um, thank you very much for listening. I had a huge amount of downloads last month and I'm looking forward to the much more or the same, whatever, whatever God has planned for this thing. I hope people are listening. And if you're listening on audio, make sure to check me out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. I am most likely there. So, real quick, this is my beard. If you've never seen my beard, go watch me on YouTube. But I take care of my beard with Wild Bull products. And Wild Bull products, they, they, they carry beard shampoo, they carry beard oil, and it's all to help grow things. It's helped to fill in the patches and make your beard look really good. Um, they also have the beard shampoo, and uh, I use the beard butter. And I use all this stuff personally, so I've been blessed to be able to talk about it. All their stuff is all natural, so make sure to go to wildbull.shop, put in the coupon code WILDBULL100, and own your game. All right, so here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. I think I got something good today. I think I, think I really do. Um, so, so we're just going to kind of get right into it because I think this is going to be good stuff. So as, as humans, if you know this, if you understand this, we are all human, and, and we have a Jesus, we have a God that, that loves us and wants us to be a part of him. And as humans, no matter what, no matter where we are in life, no matter no matter what happens with us, we're, we, we run into issues. You've heard me say this a million times. But as humans, we hurt, we grieve, we get angry, um, we get frustrated, and we, we have doubts, we have fear. And, and, and if we're living life loving Jesus, we love Jesus so much, and yet we have to deal with with a broken world that's all around us. And, and when I look around, it seems clear that the world sees us actually as a weapon. They're, they're scared of us. They, 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 they think there's something weird about us. They, they prosecute us. They do these things. And, and we actually have a voice. We have the voice of Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. We have the abilities to step out and do great things. And our voice is a weapon. Our, our stature is a weapon. Our intelligence is a weapon. Our passion is is a weapon when we have jesus in us we are a weapon and if we if a weapon is yielded properly a weapon can bring both comfort and protection and i and i'm okay with that statement because if you own a weapon any kind of weapon you know if you've ever heard a clunk in the night and you grab a stick or a baseball bat or you grab your your firearm or, or you do whatever you do to go check your house to to take care of your family and, and you, you, you take that moment, you know in the back of your head, I got this stick. You know I got this thing. 
and then it, it so it comforts the family and and that weapon comforts you because you know you have it there and and it also protects it's there for protection so if i if somebody's robbing my house and i'm beating it with a stick my kids are safe and my grandkids are safe and my wife is safe so i have to kind of look at a weapon in a very different situation and and when and when we think about where god put us on this earth we are the weapon that God has put here. We are the weapon moving with the Holy Spirit to bring comfort to those in need and to protect those in need. We are the weapon that fights against the enemy, both spiritually and physically. And and, and right now in this broken world, I mentioned the, the term broken world, there is a blanket of fear that has come over our world and we are the ones that have the ability to overcome that fear. We are the ones that should be walking without fear in the stuff that's in the news and the stuff that's out there and the things that tell us what we can and cannot do. And we should be walking without that fear in our life. And, and you know what? God has given us the weapon that we need. And it's described in Ephesians six seventeen as the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God is actually how it reads. And when we have God's word inside of us, we take that Bible and we study the Bible and we learn the word of God. We, we, we Holy Spirit tells us new things every time we touch the, the gospel and we see the, the stuff that God has for us. And we get that inside of us. We get that tattooed on our hearts and we become the weapon. We are the weapon that destroys fear. Now look at this in 2 Timothy 2, I'm sorry, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, we're told that God has not given us a spirit of fear. Given who? Who, has, who does not have a spirit of fear? Believers do not have a spirit of fear. That, that spirit of fear is removed, which meant that, G, with, that with Jesus, we can and have already overcome fear. We have already defeated fear. It goes on to say in verse 8 and 9 that we should not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. Some of us get fearful just talking about Jesus. Maybe in the public eye, they're uncomfortable or whatever. And I've been there. I understand that. So we have to have an understanding that when we that Jesus has already overcome that spirit of fear. You can kind of take this for a moment and go, hey, you know what? When Jesus went to the cross, before that, he actually prayed. You've heard me say this before. He prayed at the Rock of Gethsemane and he said, take this cup from me. And then he said, not my will, but your will. There may have been a moment of fear right there. And then he overcomes it and he takes that with him to the battle. He takes that with him when he get when the guard gets his ear chopped off and he puts it back on and he takes that with him and he says, I will only do what God tells me to do. And he becomes the weapon of warfare. It may not have looked the way that the world wanted it to look because he died on a cross and people were like, that can't be our savior. But then again, three days later, Jesus rises from the dead. And that means that when we receive him, we overcome the fear also. And and it goes on to say in verses eight and nine, I just said this, but, but we should not be ashamed of that testimony of our Lord, but to share in the sufferings of the gospel according to what? the power of God who has saved us with a holy calling. It is the power of God that's within us because we know who we are in Christ, because we know and understand that we can do things on this earth that nobody else can do because we are living life and loving Jesus. And when we know and believe that Jesus is what the world needs, and we have been through all the things and have seen what God can do through all the suffering and the anguish that this broken world drops on us, we can always stand 
victorious because we have been forged in fire, built to be strong and sharp and able to overcome all things. We can stand and be true to the knowledge of God. This is 1 Peter 1, 6 through 7. Check this out. It, 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 this is what I say. Yeah. First Peter six, one, first Peter one, six through seven in this, you greatly rejoice though. Now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. Who has not had a various trial that the, that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the the revelation of Jesus Christ. We go through life with so much on our natural shoulders. We see and hear and feel so many things that it may feel like the whole world is against us. And guess what? It is. But this is when we stand in these trials and we stand in the fire and the fire will not destroy us as it as it did not destroy Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego as they were cast into the fiery furnace. You see, when you go and read that, you go and read that section of the Bible, go, go search Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. They didn't do what the king wanted them to do. So he said, I'm going to cast you into the fire. And so they throw them in the fire and the fire doesn't harm them. It doesn't do anything for them. And then the Bible says, the, the Bible says that there was a fourth man. The fourth man was inside there. The fourth, the fourth man. Who, who do we believe that he is? We believe that was Jesus in the Old Testament standing in the fire with the, with these, with the three, with the three men. Now we take this and we have to understand that we stand with Christ even though we are tested by fire. We can stand because he is in the fire with us and we are found to praise, honor, and glorify the King of Kings through all things. He is truly with us at all times. That's why he ascended. That's why he ascended so that he could send his Holy Spirit and be all over the earth at any given time and be a part of who we are and and what we do and, and the direction that we're heading to guide, direct, and move and comfort and do all the things and be a helper. That's what the Holy Spirit's here for. And and I've spoken about the fire. Go go back, go back and go through the list if you're listening on or go through the list. Go to click on videos and go find the one called the fire and go check it out because the fire is an interesting thing. Because when we are placed in the fire, I feel like this is where we become moldable and we become malleable. We become shapeable in the fire. And this is where we're able to learn and come to the knowledge of Jesus. It is usually through some sort of trial that people come to the knowledge of Christ. I know I was struggling. I, 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 I met Jesus when I was 19 years old. I got saved in this little church. And it was probably about two weeks before I got married. I honestly don't remember the exact date, but I know it was in September <laughs> because I got married in September. So it was about two weeks prior to, to the time I got married. I was scared out of my wits. You've probably heard me say this before. And I thought, well, I'm in a place where I need something more than what I have right now to get me through my trials and to guide me and direct me in my marriage. And, and I made that decision to do that. So I received Christ and I was malleable and I was shapeable. And as I went through that fire of, of marriage as a teenager, as I went through these things with not having any money, without with being on food stamps and being in, in those kinds of places and, and discovering how powerful God is in my life, I learned a bunch of stuff. I learned how to 
be the person that God wants me to be and, and to learn and to overcome and, and, and those kinds of things. We become shapeable. We become malleable. I've said that now like five times, but I just really think that that's something that the fire does. The fire takes a piece of steel, a piece of hardened steel, and will shape it and will get it soft enough to be taken care of. And we come to the knowledge of Jesus and the Holy Spirit because this is where we have the opportunity to come closer to him and rely on him while we're in the fire. We always seem to leave God out when things are good. Oh, everything's great right now. God is so good. And we, and we say things like, God is good. I'm blessed, blah, blah, blah. And we say these things. But what happens is when things become difficult, we suddenly, oh my God, and we cry out for him. But we're supposed to always be with him in the good and in the bad. This is how a relationship works. The rough times are when we see how close we are, and in the fire is where we are being forged to become shapeable to the thing that God has us to be. When we are removed from the fire, the process isn't finished. We get hammered into his desired shape. This is the process of learning his word and getting it down inside of us so that we can carry his word everywhere we go. This is, this is the, the, the point where we're like, you know, I really don't want to study this. I really, you know, I'm not saying everybody. Some people are like, boy, I got to get in here. I got to read this Bible. I knew a guy that told me he, his, his Bible was destroyed because he couldn't stop reading. He took him to shower with him. And I was like, Ruh, you go, bro. You know, I, I made the decision to go to Bible school. So we all make some sort of things. And Bible school is hard. It's not an easy thing. I went to one of the ones that we, we read and we did all the things that didn't didn't talk about, you know, it was like, this is what's in here and stuff like that. And, and earlier I mentioned Ephesians 6, mentioning the sword of the spirit being the word of God. And we're being hammered when we are full of the word of God. We become the sword, so to speak. We are the weapon that is forged by God. This is why the Bible says in Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall condemn. This is, watch this. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So no weapon formed against me shall prosper because I have the heritage of Jesus. I know who Jesus is. I am adopted into his sonship. I become part of who he is. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. I carry Jesus in me. I carry the word in me. And, and this is the end of the verse, the heritage of the servants of the Lord. So it is not for the world. No weapon formed against me is for the believer. And when the word is in us, nothing can be against us. We become the weapon above all weapons. We are armed with the name of Jesus. And when we have him solid in our lives, we can do anything. What can we not do? Because it is so important. I know some people are like, well, you know, I got saved and I can do whatever. Yeah, you know, that's not a problem. But the, the journey, you heard me say this terminology all the time. The journey is walking with God. And that means that there's a path for us to be on. There's a direction for us to go. There is some place for us to be. And God has to form us and give us that plan. And we have to work within the world's confines and the finite mind to figure out what Jesus is doing inside of us so that we can move forward with him. Romans 8, 20 through 30 says, 8, Romans 8, 20 through 33 says this, moreover whom he predestined, there is he also called. 
whom he called, these are also justified, and whom he justified, he is also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, here it is. If God is for us, who, who, who can be against us? He, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. I'm going to read verse 33 again. Who shall bring a charge against God's elect? Elect no one and no thing on this earth in the spiritual realm or earthly realm because we have the authority of Jesus who is in us and the Holy Spirit who guides us and reveals the things we need to be aware of, which means we can stand above and be victorious in everything that we do. We just have to stay focused on Jesus. We have to have his word inside of us. We were forged for glory, the glory of the Lord. We were made for battle and given all the tools required to overcome any obstacle. We were created to be victors and not victims. Simply put, we are the weapons of warfare. We just need to recognize the abilities given to us by God. Huh. I'm just all excited today. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to go into Philippians chapter 2. I got a bunch of Bible today. I hope you guys are okay with that. Um, you better be if you're listening. <laughs> Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 11. Let, let, let me show you this. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which also was in Christ Jesus. Mind of Christ. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant, and coming into the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. Therefore God also has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. I'm going to pause there for just a second because I know that we've seen preachers dancing across the stage. His name is above all names. And this is where it is. His name is above all names. His name is above cancer. His name is above pain. His name is above anxiety. His name is above all these things. Because God set it up that way. He said Jesus' name is above every name. That that at the name of Jesus, well, at the name of Jesus, this is verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Simply put, Jesus is the man and God set him up that his name is above all names, that the power of his name alone, every knee should bow of those in heaven. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because I have Jesus in me and I have his authority in me and I can utilize his name. That makes me the weapon and of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth. So you have the capability of overcoming literally everything that comes into your path. When you are walking in the fire, when you are walking in the valley, Jesus is there next to us. Jesus is there helping us. Jesus is there taking care of us. He is there in the form of Holy Spirit. He is guiding, comforting, helping. He's doing all the things that Jesus said he would do throughout all the scripture, and he's doing it with us side by side. Now watch this. In the account of the 70, when they went out, this is in Luke chapter 10, in Luke in verse 17, 
They found out how powerful Jesus' name is. And when they returned, this is when they returned from their thing. Jesus gave them some instructions. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Jesus gave them some instructions. You're going to go out here. You're going to do this. This is how you're going to do it. And they come back and they tell Jesus, they're like, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In the name of Jesus, the demons are subject. Who do we have in us? Who is guiding us and directing? Jesus, the Holy Spirit. He's, he's taking care of us. We have authority over these things. He's given us that authority. And if you continue to read on in verse uh, verse 19 of, of Luke chapter 10, it says that he has given us the authority. The what? The authority. The what? The authority. To trample on serpents, scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means harm us. Say that again. Nothing shall by any means harm us. And he's not talking about crushing things on the floor. He's talking about the demons. He's talking about the spiritual realm. He's talking about the things that come after us. He's talking about the people that are trying to bring us down. We have authority over those things and we can rise up. And when the 70 actually went out, they were given instructions and they were not to bring anything with them. In Luke 10, chapter four, it says, carry neither neither money bag, knapsack, nor sandals and greet no one along the road. Watch this. They were just to be themselves. Simple and humble. No money, no bag, no sandals. Just go. And they found out along the way that they were what what they were actually capable of. They found out that with Jesus' name, they were the weapon. Oh, the things we could do if we could just believe what we could do. What we could do with our voice. What we could do with our intelligence, our stature, and our passion. If we recognize our capabilities, there is nothing that we cannot accomplish in the name of Jesus. We have been forged in fire for a purpose, to be the weapon that overcomes. Ride on, ride on.